When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, like Kermit the Frog says, it's not easy being green. And apparently, for a lot of green mutual funds, green investment vehicles, the fund managers are occasionally discovering that it's not easy being green, or ESG, as they call it, Tom. Yeah, this is an interesting topic. Thank you for joining us here on Talking Real Money, the podcast and the vlog. I'm Tom. That's Don. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did the introduction? I did. Thought we'd move things around, change them up a little bit. Wow. And now I'm actually going to read something. Oh, I find this. Look, fascinating. he's got the glasses on. I put the glasses on. I find this a fascinating. This is when he gets serious. When he this is not a shock to anybody who's been around this industry for a long time. But let me just read you this opening paragraph from the Wall Street Journal. It says fund companies, those are mutual fund companies, are mm-hmm. rebranding their out of fashion investment offerings as green, you know, like ESG green. Hoping to Environmental, grab a portion. Environmental, social, social, and governance, governance for those who are going, what in the heck yeah. is an ESG? Hoping to grab a portion of the cash pouring into sustainable products. In some cases, rebranding has been in, and here comes the smart, the surprising part, name only. Hmm. hmm. For example, the American hmm. Century Fundamental Equity Fund is now the Sustainable Equity Fund. The USAA World Growth Fund is now the USAA Sustainable World Fund. And the Putnam Multi-Cap Growth... I've forgotten about Putnam. We don't hear much about them anymore. The Putnam... Well, that, and that's probably why they had to yeah. rebrand because everybody's going, oh, I forgot there was a Putnam. Multi-Cap Growth Fund is now the Putnam Sustainable Leaders Fund. And guess what? The, all the money was flowing out of these funds. Guess what's happened since then? Oh, two out of Money's three have been now flowing seen in. Flowing in. But here's the part that you need to pay attention to. If you want to make ESG a part of your portfolio, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but <laughs> guess what these funds still own? Well, one of them has 9% of their portfolio in that highly sustainable oil company called ConocoPhillips. I love the rationale. Really? Are they are they now pumping green oil? They're something like that. They're I love the I love the quote from the fund manager. It says ConocoPhillips was demonstrating the ability to become an ESG leader over Exxon. Over Exxon. Oh, oh well, that puts you in rarefied company. You're yeah, working. I, I'm being. I'm more green than Exxon. It's okay. it, North Korea is a better place to live than I guess say Cuba or something. Uh but all of these people they 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 own all of these companies that in no way could be qualified as ESG, which brings me to the point. The point is, this is a very confusing area of investing. I know you want to do the right thing. I think that's, honestly, my heart of hearts, I think that's terrific. 
And I think you should put your money where your mouth is. The problem is, where is your mouth? Because it's so hard to know. <laughs> where has that mouth been? Exactly. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> it's so hard where to know. Where is your mouth? <laughs> it's so hard to know. It's The term in and of itself is, I'm sorry, relatively subjective, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even yeah, sure. ES- Whatever you say now, I'm not going to pay any attention anymore. ESG is relatively subjective term. Um, and everybody, there is no standard, right? There is no, okay, if you're going to have an ESG fund, here's what it needs to look like. There is nothing like that out there today. You have to trust the people. Even the people that I do trust at dimensional funds have a couple of different ways they look at ESG funds. And I find somewhat confusing uh, around socially responsible, et cetera, because they build the portfolio slightly. It's it's not easy to understand. Number two, as we have explained, ad nauseum, where, where, where your mouth was or Again, not. The, the show is a little sickening, but <laughs> hey, exactly. it's, it's a not good sick. Not completely ad nauseated. Uh, if you're going to own an ESG fund, it should be an index type product. It should not be actively managed. It should have some sort of rules. It should, I mean, rather than somebody saying, well, ConocoPhillips, yeah, they're going to be green. Well, not in my lifetime, but eventually, I mean, well, when oil runs out, but the point is that shows you everything you need to know about an actively managed fund. And here's my final part. If you really want to be in ESG investing, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. How about just taking part of your portfolio and doing it that way today? You could eventually move it all once this sort of the dust settles and there's more clarity around what makes sense, which are the best funds, et cetera, et cetera, in terms of proper rules, low cost, passive management. But until that, I think it's just a wild west out there with these people calling themselves sustainable, owning oil companies. I I just wouldn't rush all my money into that at this point. Which fund is it, I'm dying to know, that had ConocoPhillips in it? That is the... I just want to look it up. American Century Fundamental Equity Fund, which is now the, it must be American Century Sustainable Equity Fund. American Century. Sustainable Equity Fund. Of course, it's brought in $2 billion of new money and has beat the S&P over the last five years. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. It boasts the portfolio companies that emit 67% fewer greenhouse gases than the index. And again, it dumped uh, it dumped Tess or dumped Exxon and added Tesla, but it kept ConocoPhillips. Wow, that is so strange. I, <laughs> I find that Oh, just- there it is. Look at that. ConocoPhillips, 1% of the total portfolio. Which, by the way, in any portfolio is a lot of any company, but no kidding. And here's the thing. Index funds are going to cost you at most three tenths of a percent yeah. for a sustainable index fund. At most, these funds, let's use the American Century Sustainable Equity A shares sold by stockbrokers, which is where most of you are going to get them. The fund, when you put money into it, takes out of your investment five and three quarter percent from the get go. They take that away. It's not yours anymore. It's theirs. Then every year they charge you 1.04% a year. Oh, to manage over the fund. one. Wow. 
Over and one. you get that nice exposure to ConocoPhillips. So. And you get ConocoPhillips in an ESG fund. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense to me. But <laughs> they're heading in the ironic. right direction. So are the cigarette companies, sure. by the way. They're heading in yeah. the right direction. Yeah, they're selling fewer cigarettes. It's just a matter of what they get that they're placed. I, you may wait a while. <sighs> okay, we have questions. We yeah, take please. questions. 855-935-TALK is our phone number for questions, or you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. See how easy this is. Just go to uh, go to TalkingRealMoney.com, type your question, or you can speak it there too, and we'll answer it on future podcasts. Uh, this was a typed one. Let me grab it out of my typed file here, which is somewhere right, oh, right about here. This one comes to us from Baton Rouge or Red Stick, Louisiana. We're working the South through the last couple of we days. We are. Okay. Yeah, All we're right. going to Red Stick. Which is better than Boca Raton, Florida, which is mouth of the rat, Florida. <laughs> There's a lot of mouth references. It here. is <laughs> ad nauseum. Mouth. Boca okay, Boca it. Raton is mm-hmm. ra- ma- rat mouth. <laughs> rat I'm mouth. Gonna, I'm just going to leave which that one sitting of, right there. Sometimes you, you know, not if you know, say anything. if you know the people in Boca, sometimes you go, "Oh yeah, those are kind of smarmy people." Yeah. I knew you'd have some reference there. Yes, I do. I do. I used to be on the radio in Boca Raton, so I'm allowed. I had a big audience okay. there. All right. You okay. remember the Boca people? Oh, yes. You certainly I do. Boca uh-huh. people. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, Don, this is Phil from Boca. Uh, yeah, I love your show. Uh, been listening since my wife and I was in the Bronx. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, hi, guys. Mm. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. Been listening to your podcast, uh, shortly before my passive index fund awakening. Thank you for all that you guys do and continue to do. I have a question that I believe I heard you guys touch on, but not quite go in the direction my question relates to. Okay. I am 37, live in Louisiana, but I'm moving to the great state of Texas soon. It's going to be a lone star. Going to be a cowboy. Scored an 82 on the risk quiz. Yeah. And have more than 1 million in investments, mainly retirement accounts. I'd like to keep working until a typical retirement age. Not a a light me a fire type of guy. (laughs) He doesn't fire. Uh, Most of mine and my wife's assets, 80% are in retirement accounts, two 401ks, two Roths, one traditional. But we do have non-retirement accounts. 20%, 20%, two taxable brokerage accounts, two H- HSAs, and two decent ESPP accounts, and my son's 529. Wait a I minute. Did... An HSA is a retirement account. I'm going to correct you there, but okay. Yeah, actually, it kind of is. You're right. Yeah. All right. You could use it they're for tax, retirement. You use yeah. it tax-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ditched the small portion of crypto that we had shortly before listening to your show. Oh, before? There will be. Shortly after, I'm sorry. Shortly ah, after okay. I started listening to your show. <laughs> the crypto day of reckoning will come. You'll be glad you did this, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't guarantee anything. Now, of I course, do. we're... Now, <laughs> Tom does. You know, I do. He can afford to. Exactly. I can't. I can't afford to guarantee. Good thing to know, thing. by the way. My insurance would go through the roof if I started guaranteeing stuff. <laughs> Guarantees. Oh, wait. Only thing I can guarantee is that if you go to an index duty sales pitch, you're likely to get fibbed too. And a nice L word. And a nice steak. And a nice steak. Maybe you deserve if you hang around. Do you know, speaking of which, before I continue the question, Clark Howard on a recent show, on his Monday show, I think it was, did a whole segment on steak dinners. Somebody sent that to me, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. He basically said, this could be the most expensive steak you ever eat. It sounded free until it wasn't. I mean, he said in this thing that, and I, I don't remember seeing one 
may I think I did once see one this long that he, that there are some index annuities with surrender periods as long as fifteen years. Oh well, you got to pay for that stake, man. Oh, wow. Anyway. Uh, now, of course, we're limited with fund selections on most of these accounts, and some are pre-tax while others are post. I try to use modern portfolio theory and approximately 60-40 stock-to-bond ratio. Wait, whoa, in whoa, each whoa, of- whoa, 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 whoa. You're whoa, 37 whoa, whoa, whoa. and you're using a 60-40? I was just, and he scored no. a six, an 82 on the risk quiz. Okay, number one problem. You need to own more stocks at 37. Thank you. I agree nice. with you. Come on. But he, I think that's where his question's going. Okay. So- you actually wait. need to wait. Yeah, okay. sorry. Yeah. I hate to tell you to do that. No, you don't. No, I actually don't. Uh, yes, yes, in parentheses. The next thing he says is, yes, conservative for my age and risk quiz score. He actually yep. said that in the next sentence. Hmm. Uh, but this tends to get complicated with so many accounts. My question is, instead of splitting up each account 60-40, basically two funds in each account, regardless of account type, um, should we try and keep the same weighting, but distribute it in the overall portfolio bonds and the pre-tax passive diversified ETFs in the post-tax? If so, then could you please elaborate as to how exactly to do this and which method is better? I've been trying to use portfolio visualizers, portfolio optimization tool to maximize sharp ratios and minimize maximum drawdowns as well as their back test portfolio tool. Oh my goodness! In Dude, order how to about get a good coaching idea, a sports team or something else with your it's time, it's a good idea where we're comfortable with the ratios. But none of those take into account tax optimization. Apologies for being so long-winded. Thanks for all you guys are doing, and keep up the good work. Let me before you get into the big question, Tom. I want to add my standard <laughs> comment. Yes, you're overthinking this. Yeah, Go this ahead. is way too much time on all this. Okay, first of all, the pre-tax, as you correctly point out, should hold probably all the bonds you need to have in your portfolio, which I'm going to strongly advocate at age 37. It is no more than 20% of your portfolio, period, exclamation point. It's crazy to hold 40% of your holdings in bonds when you're 37. You're guaranteeing a return of right now, what, 2%. I mean, it's a very small number. And and the fact of the matter is you took the risk quiz to determine what your risk tolerance was, and your own answer said, I can handle more risk. Yeah. Okay. So that's one. Um, And then where to locate those? You're absolutely correct. Put those in your pre-tax savings, your 401ks, for example. Oh, uh, let's separate a couple of things. The 529 should not play into this at all. That should be managed. I I personally, for 529s, and I'd use this, how about just the age-based product? You can buy them. There's no commissions. It's low expense. They do that for you. So our old your child is, they manage the portfolio to that age and when they need the money, that, so that one comes off the table. Mm-hmm. The post-tax money, you alluded to briefly. Yes, you should use low-cost index exchange traded funds because you can trade them for free. The tax ramifications are almost nil and you can build a great portfolio there. You could do it simply with the ones that we have on our website, or you can go get fancier if you want to spend more time on this, which apparently you do. Um, the post-tax money, whether it's Roth or uh, just the regular taxable account, should be mostly, or I'd say maybe all stock. The fixed income's just in the pre-stock. You're way over withdrawal rates at 37. You're worried about taking your money out. Really? I mean, come You're, on. It's you a long have time. no idea. You have no idea no. what the laws are going to look like. In no, you have no years. idea what your life is. Gonna, I mean, if I go back to when I was 37 and look at my life today, I'd be like, what? It would not You're look a- anything similar 
You are a planner, sir. You are a planner. <laughs> yeah, and that's a which, good thing. That is a good thing. Back off a little bit yeah, and uh, and enjoy life a little more. Pre-tax, pre-tax money, you're right. You should have the bonds. Post-tax should be, I'd say, 100% stocks. Use the right type of products in that post-tax account. You're right. And he asked why it's funds. better. Why is it better? Well, for one thing, the way exchange-traded funds are built, when the people that operate the funds, they don't actually sell securities. They actually hand them off to somebody else so they don't face capital gains, which is really a wonderful thing. Now, there's some discussion about whether Congress might change that. Tax law is to tax law today. So they're more tax efficient than holding a regular index mutual fund, which in and of itself is relatively tax efficient. But over the long haul, might be a little bit of a reason to own them instead of the mutual funds. There you have it. If you have a question for us, send it in. Please. At TalkingRealMoney.com or call it in 2855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Leave a review at Apple Podcasts. If you love what you hear, if you hate it, just stop listening. Really. You're tired of the hate mail, are you? Do you have to complain if you don't like us? It wasn't actually your dog howling last night. It was a listener who was angry about some response you gave earlier. Uh, I know know all of you insurance agents and stockbrokers. I know that you guys are behind the one-star ratings. I get it. You don't like me. I'm sorry. No, you're not. Just don't listen. You're right, I'm not. Um, And also, if you need some serious help, you need somebody to do a deep dive. Not actually into water. We don't do that. Do we have any divers on the on the? I don't. I, we have pretty much everything else. We got soccer players. We got basketball players. We've got but no uh, divers. So, so our runners. deep dive is going to have to be rhetorical. Yes. You know, uh, we're going to rhetorically deep dive into your portfolio if you want, or we can help you start on a plan. We can help you figure out what's going wrong. We can give you a second opinion before. Here's a really important consideration: before you find yourself getting into an investment you might not like you might regret or you're already in yeah get another opinion on it yeah go to vestry.com set up an appointment with one of our advisors free easy no obligation no high pressure sales pitch they'll spend some time with you help you out if you want to be a client that's a you know if you want us to be there all the time become a client it's not that expensive but we'll give you we'll give you stuff for free just go to vestry.com that's it all right can i have done a don for- mcdonald radio show mug for free have one of those there's only How like 10 left? left in the 10 world. 10 in the entire world? Yeah. I yeah. think I still have I'm, one at home. I'm hoarding those for when they really get valuable. <laughs> You're waiting. It could be like uh, Bitcoin. I'm waiting until it's 200,000. Uh, I'm going to sell that. I mean, come on. They have a Disney logo. I know. They're pretty how cool. Many people, how many people are able to get a logo from yeah. Disney on their stuff? Not, not many. many. No, that's So true. this is not only a Don McDonald collectible. It is a Disney collectible. <laughs> oh, now people are going to write us. Please, can I have one? <laughs> Give me a mug. All right. I get you, uh, I'll tell you what. If you become a client, I'll get you a vestry mug. How's that sound? Oh, which it was which designed nice. by Don McDonald. Yes, they're, and mm. people love them because of the size. They're they're very they're easy big. to use. Yeah, they're big. They're big. Uh, I think we're done. Can <laughs> we, we kind go of now? veered there, but we're back. Can we go now? We could go. Can we? Are Absolutely. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for being there. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Don McDonald, as he mentioned earlier. He is Tom Cock, and we just, I mean, we practically live our lives talking real money. Talking real money. 
We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.